This is the Rhythm Authors Podcast for April 18th, 2011, Episode 13, Podcast of Deception. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rhythm Authors Podcast, your only audio source for Rockman Network news, previews, and general discussion. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Sound Defense. Hey, Internet. Uh, once again, I failed to think of something to say to the Internet. And again, I win because you fail, which always means that I win. I owe you like 10 Internet ghost dollars at this point. Yes, and they will become real dollars soon enough. <laughs> and no. this week we are joined by Chart Toppers lead author and CEO, I assume? Mm-hmm. One Arcanon. Hello. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. How is you doing? Pretty good. Pretty tired, but pretty good. <sighs> That's good to hear. I'm glad to have you on as our first guest in a while. I'm glad to be on. I mean, uh, it's, uh, this is actually the first podcast I've ever done. I'm, uh, Never really been too involved in that many communities to be involved in any other podcasts, so forgive me if I suck at random things. <laughs> well, forgive us if we screw anything up and make you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I probably wouldn't even notice. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, before we get to news, we'll launch into some stuff about Chart Toppers and Arcanon himself. I'm interested to know, uh, I believe you are the lead author and CEO of the company. How much involvement do you have uh, in Chart Toppers currently? Quite a bit, actually. Um, everything pretty much passes through me. I do a, uh, I do a good, f a fair amount of the authoring. We're a, we're a pretty small team. We're uh, still growing our numbers, so I take on quite a bit of the work. I, uh, I'm the main artist contact. I do a few day to day things here and there, and uh, I obsessively, paranoidic clear that's a, that's not even a word but i it'll be a word obsessively compulsively check every single chart that leaves this studio interesting and so your eye quality to have man it's, your uh, eyes will pass over every chart topper chart pretty much it's uh i don't know it's it's something about me i don't like not doing a good job i like to make <laughs> sure that everything goes out perfect before even version one whether that ends up being the case or not at least I want to. I want to say that I've looked at it and not just thrown it out there without checking. Right, that makes perfect sense. I mean, I think any authoring company would uh, would agree. I would hope. Yeah, <laughs> I would hope that you know, rhythm authors, we shoot for mediocrity. No, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. Um, what uh, What's the genesis of the name Chart Toppers? Um, well, when coming up with names, it's just really hard to come up with something that sounds good but doesn't sound too ridiculous. So uh, I was going over with Shiloh, Shiloh Elliott, and um, he and I were just who has, a, who has a large number of songs on the network currently, and still more coming, and is also an author with us. Um, he uh, he and I were talking about it when we were just trying to get the thing off the ground, and um, we were just throwing around a few random names. I can't even remember half of them anymore, and Chart Toppers was actually one of them, and everything else just ended up sounding too ridiculous or too boring. So. Uh, I just said, let's go with chart toppers and see where that leads. And it's I stuck. Have to, 
That's cool. Uh, I have to ask, what was the worst one that you came up with while coming up with names? I can't even remember anymore. I, uh, I wish I could. I mean, back then, all I was thinking about is I need to come up with a name so that I can actually get this started. I want to chart. I want to chart. <laughs> uh, that's fair. Uh, I love... Uh, bring up the rock band Sing Song Crew Happy Time. <laughs> the rock band We Make Notes That Go Down the Highway... Uh, incorporated anyway <laughs> um what got you into rock band um well i've been uh i've been playing rhythm games since about guitar hero 2 um i didn't get into it earlier because well i didn't really know about guitar hero 1 somehow or i just dismissed it but um i uh in my high school they had an anime club and uh somebody brought in guitar hero 2 and it looked like fun so i tried the it mo- out the most the uh, most anime of all games the most anime of all games. <laughs> Rock, Guitar Hero 2. <laughs> it's impossible to get more anime than that. It's I like agree. You go into Star Power and they just their hair starts glowing golden and everyone yes. just sits and stares. What's yeah. this? Persona 4? Never heard of it. <laughs> yes, we should. <laughs> that would be really weird to play in a group of people, though. Yeah. Anyway, continue with the story. Yeah. We interrupted. Um, but yeah, um, they, uh, they had Guitar Hero 2. It looked like a lot of fun. So I went on there. I noticed they had a... Uh, them bones by Alice in Chains, and um, and my friend Chris actually got that song close to around that time, and I liked it, so I decided to try it out. And uh, being the overachiever I was, I decided to try medium, and I failed miserably. Aww. And uh, I got another turn, and I played Trogdor and Easy, and I actually passed that. So uh, using my uh, my target discount I had from working there at the time, I bought Guitar Hero Two one day after work, and I just could not stop playing. It's uh, I got to about medium level, then uh, college comes in. I'm in my first year of college, and then uh, they have this rock band trailer on campus to promote the game. And every second of free time, I'm there playing. I end up working my way up to hard just by playing there. And um, my roommate ends up getting rock band a week a week or so later. And the rest is history from there. I've just been playing every rock band game that's come out since then, and just working my way up to expert everything except keys which now makes me feel like a loser (laughs) i think it makes a lot of us feel like losers rock band is like i'll continue go Uh, that's all i have to say all right uh, whatever uh uh, rock band is like the bane of all productivity in the dorms because when one person's playing you can always hear it and you can always like just hey i'll play rock band let's go play rock band I don't know. I actually have a rock band party to go to after this podcast is done recording. Well, aren't you special? You're darn right I am. <laughs> so now we have a, an idea of what got you into rhythm gaming. What made you want to start a company for creators? Um, well, before RBN was actually announced, I uh, I did a few customs myself using uh, feedback and all. But... um. Right. I just did them. I didn't really release any. I didn't even tell anyone I was doing them. I just took random songs that uh that I wanted to see guitar charts of. Because at that point, I was already so addicted to the game that uh I was seeing no charts for every song I've ever listened to, whether playing the game or not. It so, is the curse of all uh, hardcore rhythm gamers is that once that once that switch happens, uh it's you're gone for good. It's oh, never yeah. gonna stop. I've, you can't uh, turn it off. 
I've seen, I saw nothing but Skittles for like the next <laughs> five months after I began playing. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I was making some guitar customs that actually turned out pretty good and it was pretty fun. So when they announced RBN, my first thought was, this is actually possible. Wow. It, it, I don't know. It just, it blew me away that something like this was possible, but I wasn't even thinking about, uh, about me doing it. I was just thinking how much more DLC was going to come in and how much more of my wallet was going to, was going to be taken by that. But then, uh, I'm talking it over with Shiloh, who's also done a few customs back then. And, um, after a bit of back and forth, I, uh, was convinced that I could actually pull this off. So, uh, I worked a few extra hours, scrounge up a bit of extra money, spend a, Spent a couple months learning Reaper, and well, Chart Toppers was born. That's a nice. Uh, what, oh, go continue. What made you decide to start your own company as opposed to looking for employment with an existing company? Was it like the freedom you were looking for, or something to that effect? Pretty much. Um, I've worked two part-time jobs, and well, I've had good bosses, but at the same time, I'm not really a type that likes being told what to do so much. And I wanted a degree of control and everything. I wanted to, uh, I don't know, I wanted the satisfaction of being able to convince an artist to go to Rock Band Network and taking on the whole project. Back then I wanted to do most of it myself, but that's become impossible after we started getting more songs. And, um, I don't know, I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to accomplish a lot more than just, I don't know, go in, do a chart, be done. I wanted more, I wanted to be a lot more involved in the process. Um, that makes a that makes a lot of sense. Um, speaking of the process, what uh, would be your favorite and least favorite parts of putting songs through the network? Um, my favorite part it, it used to be back when I learned that we actually had to play test everyone else's songs. It it was that for a while, but um, my real favorite part would be just seeing everything in game because it's it's a moment where you realize all right I'm not just arranging random gems on my computer I'm actually making a rock band track and um seeing everything go together especially the vocal charts which I've always found fascinating just how they were how they were made how they turned out after putting them in the game it's I don't know it's a culmination of everything that just tells you this is really happening mm-hmm. it's sort of like uh for a programmer it's like running that code for the first time and it compiles and you're like okay it works <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know just that moment of like oh my god it actually works yeah all that work was for something yeah and then uh i guess uh, tied with that would be just seeing people play the song seeing uh seeing other people talking about the song liking it um bringing attention to the artist it it's it's more of that sense of accomplishment it's the selfish part of that is just hey i did that i uh you guys are playing my chart this is amazing but uh, right. at the same time, the uh, just seeing people become fans of our artists and just enjoying the songs is enough of a reward. Let's see. Uh, yeah. What about least favorite parts? This is always my favorite question. Hands down, <laughs> reducing the lower difficulties. <laughs> Hands down. It's Hands down. Uh, it's, when, when we started it's, out, when we, were, uh, when we were still working on Light, the first song we've ever put out, it's a simple song, but I mean, the reductions were just... I was trying to figure everything out, and around that time was actually when they um, introduced the rule of uh, blue and orange on easy and medium. Oh, that's and, painful. 
Oh, painful. <laughs> That's painful. Painful was the the first easy chart for light. It went from green to yellow to orange to yellow to green to. <laughs> I was just straight up reducing, and I, I mean it's gotten easier since then. I'm I'm actually able to reduce much faster and with less errors, but it's still not fun, especially with offbeat kind of stuff. Um, really weird kind of songs. Just I don't know. I'm I've, I've never fully gotten used to it. Yeah, is it just the just because it feels so complex and complicated, or it, it's mostly because I'm I'm trying to figure out how much of the rules fit. I mean, the rules say, for example, for easy, you want to stick to half notes; medium, you want to stick to quarter notes. But right. when the song is constantly offbeat, or there's a lot of notes that make sense, like a lot of prominent attacks, you just mm-hmm. I don't know what to cut out, how much to cut out, how much is too much. I don't know. It's 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 a kind of case by case thing. I've got songs that reduce so easy that it's painless, and then there's really weird stuff that just infuriates me. I could be sitting here for about ten minutes just figuring out how to take out a measure. Yeah, and then there's always there's always the stuff that's like, well, this is like two hundred BPM. Is this still, you know, what's the cutoff limit for quarter notes on medium? What's the cutoff limit for quarter notes on easy? You know, yeah. with yeah. like super fast stuff. Yeah, and I try to be a little more. Uh, Try to be more conservative about songs at that tempo, like uh, mm-hmm. like the Rainbow Dragon Eyes song. That thing hits 190, so I've been able to. I've just adapted that. Like on hard, I just stuck to groups of three every time, no matter what. I've mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I've been a little bit liberal with that song for the guitar chart re- reductions, but for the most part, I like to play it on the safe side because I'd love to uh, see as few red marks on the playtest form as possible. It's <laughs> fair. <laughs> um, just to close it out. Yeah. Rock Band 3 is relatively recent still, even though it's only $20. I want to know what your thoughts on it have been so far. Um, I got it first day, and I loved it. It's, I don't know, the keyboard, even though I don't play it that often and I still suck at it, it's uh, it's amazing that they've been able to even incorporate a full 25-key keyboard into the game. It's uh, I loved how harmonies were finally available in the main series. Um, the set list... I'm. I might be weird for saying this, but I like the set list a lot. It's a. If I could, if I could give, if I could give you a high five, I would. It's a internet high five. Yeah, high five. But um, it's. I don't know. I I happen to like the songs that people hate because I'm. I I don't really hate many songs. I'm. I'm very open minded when it comes to music. I've listened. I'll listen to anything once. And even if I only listen to it once, I'll just I'll, even, I'll listen to it fully. And there's songs on there that really appeal to me, like the the Juanes and Mana songs. I'm I'm Hispanic, so having songs that I can actually sing in my native language is uh was exciting to me on the main disc. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, for me, even somebody who doesn't speak Spanish, those songs are just really good songs. <laughs> like, yeah, I really like Manamora. Yeah, it's really good. That song um, murdered me on guitar. I I mean the tear. <laughs> I don't like the tear. What the Oh, heck? and it's happened already! <laughs> Sound Defense's phone <laughs> rumble that usually happens during break, but it happened during the recording. Ah. <laughs> this is horrible. This is all being kept in. <laughs> oh, you're terrible. Yeah. but um, I've lost my train of thought now. What were we talking about? Manamora. We oh, Manamora. Yeah, I was about to say the how good. the guitar chart... Just threw me for a loop because of the constant strumming and all, but the the vocal chart made up for it. It's I didn't think it was so difficult, well, because I could understand the words, but um, right. it's already one of my favorites on the set list. 
It's that's good to hear. I, I do, like I said, I do really like it as well. Yeah. Um, but we only have uh, go on to news now. All right. We have one news article. Uh, I guess. So last week we talked, or last time we talked about the getting rid of online purchasing of Rock Band Network tracks. And I don't know if that this was announced then or if it's been since then, but uh, they've announced that Rock Band Network releases from here on forward are going to be released on Thursdays. And I was wondering opinions uh, on the Thursday release schedule by Sound Defense and just on the overall change from Arcanon. Uh, well, I've already talked about uh, not being able to get songs a bit early, but uh, I suppose... I don't know, this is one of the... Somebody else go. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let let Arcanon take your spot then. Alright, well, for me, I'm completely cool with it. I mean, I... I mean, I thought it was cool to just get songs early and be able to tell the artist, hey, your song is actually live, even though it's not actually in the store. But, um, I don't know, it's, uh... I think it keeps things a bit more organized. It's, uh... Having just one, having one release day a week, just I don't know. It somehow just makes it easier to keep track of everything instead of just seeing every second when a new song pops up. It's it gives you a more definite timeline to tell people, you know, hey, your song is actually up. And for Thursday, it uh, I don't know. I've I've read the thread that was con- that was talking about this, and everything that they said just made perfect sense to me. I'm I don't have any complaints, and I'm curious to see how it's how it's going to work out. And I uh, I agree on the on the idea of organization. Uh, something that's always bothered me about the network, especially when you could buy stuff online, was how chaotic it was. You know, songs were coming out every day, and you had to keep track of it. And I was like constantly going to the Rock Band Network, uh, the Rock Band Network forum on Score Hero, and seeing, all right, this song's out now. Now this song's out. Um, now that it's sort of re- uh, brought down to like, all right, all songs are going to come out on Thursday for the Rock Band Network. It's a lot more defined, and I'm lo- uh, I like that a lot more. <laughs> personally yeah the one part i will miss though is uh i mean people were already excited for songs coming out but i mean when the links were active people were just constantly waiting refreshing rbn releases trying to figure out when the song's actually finally going to hit so they can just snatch it and um it's really dangerous to do that though it is it is but it's when it's your song that's actually being talked about it's pretty exciting to see people actually just waiting till the last second it's that's true. Sound yeah. Defense, did you come up with anything while we talked? Yeah, I did. I, th- <laughs> I, I feel like having you know, a set release time where everything can go up on the market at once gives uh, you know, us a little bit more control of you know, when things can come out instead of just like this automated system deciding people can buy your songs now. And uh, To that end, I think it's a good idea that it's, it's one... One thing that is less chaotic than it was before. We could all we could all use a little bit more structure in our lives. I yeah. Suppose. Welcome back from that break. This week we have two tracks from Rhythm Authors and two tracks from Chart Toppers. Both tracks from Rhythm Authors are actually re-releases of old tracks with Rock Band Network 2.0 functionality built in. 
And uh, the two tracks from Chart Toppers are older DLC that you can buy in Rock Band 2 if you still want to. Uh, but this week we will kick it off with an old favorite called Africa by Quarters. That was a taste of Africa by quartered and old favorites. Arcanon, I want to hear what you think. The drum solo at the beginning, well, it sounds awesome to begin with, and uh, I actually got to play through it, and I was surprised to actually pass it because I am a horrible, horrible drummer, and I usually hate playing Devil Tear drum charts, but this song was just really fun to play on drums. Um, the guitar I thought would be a little bit harder, but it was no less fun than I thought. It was, I don't know, overall this song is just really, really fun to play. Definitely. Uh, Sound Defense, what about you? Uh, what I, what I really like looking at, well, besides the pro drums, because drums are definitely a highlight of this song, I love looking at, uh, the vocals at the very beginning of the song, where we have three different vocal parts going on, and it just gives us this really cool tribal chant feel, and it's incredibly cool. Right, and it should be mentioned that as a Rock Band 3 version, uh, it includes updated drum chart to have pro drums, which did not have originally, and as updated vocals to include harmonies, uh, which in this song is very key, I think, as Sound Defense pointed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really happy to see this with pro drums, <laughs> quite honestly. Uh, I don't think any changes were made to guitar bass, right? Not as far that, as we know? Not that I was able to notice. We, that's something we'd have to ask about later, but I doubt that we really focused on that. Right, so if you're a guitarist, you bought the original one, maybe you don't need this one, but if you're a drummer or a vocalist, definitely, right? Yeah, definitely. It's uh, Songs like this are what harmonies were made for, in my opinion. This is, uh, this is pretty much what I imagine when I think, you know, awesome songs on harmonies. Right, and like, as uh, just to go over the song a little bit, there's that great tribal sort of drum solo in the beginning with the chants on top of it. And then the rest of the song feels... I always thought it felt very Toolish, As yeah. if it was made by Tool. Yeah, I can kind of see that, yeah. Tool comes up a lot when this song is brought up. Yeah, it's just always the comparison that I drew. Um, but yeah, I really like it. I hope everyone else likes it. Go buy that song. It's one of our first releases for 2.0. And definitely worth getting the RB3 version for. Yes. Absolutely. Anyway... Uh, anyway, moving on, moving on to our next song. This is another re-release of something that I believe started out uh, as one of the first songs in the store. Uh, this is Rose of Jericho with their song "Very Cold." That was Buried Cold by Rose of Jericho, one of our two revamped songs that we released this week. Uh, Arcanon, what did you think of that one? This is one of my favorite Rose of Jericho songs, period. Um, first, I'll start off by saying that every time I hear that intro, I uh, always find it weird that I do not hear the DJ from the Megamix. 
Dude, I know. It's Every bad time. That we think, it's bad that I start thinking that, too, sometimes. <laughs> it just sounds so good in the Mega Mix. It does. It, it, the whole Mega Mix just flows well, but we're not talking about that. Um, yeah, we sure sometimes. Yeah, this, uh, <laughs> this RB3 version on drums is excellent. It's it, it's the kind of drum song that I just love to play and that would probably play over and over and over again if I didn't have self-control. Um, <laughs> I've always loved the vocals in Rosa Jericho's songs, and... Um, and at some point singing them and this this song was really really fun to sing it's it's always been it still is and the harmonies just sound really great and i'm glad that they're finally charted in here mm-hmm. um yeah. let's see guitar and basses looked about the same to me still pretty fun and keys well i'm horrible at keys but just seeing the keys chart is it looks awesome it pl- it looks like it plays awesome overall a worthy RB3 release from my eyes. I agree. It's a super fun song. We did make a, a major change to the drum chart, unlike Africa, which we didn't change very much. Uh, the pre-chorus or chorus... I don't remember. <laughs> pre-chorus or pre-chorus, something like that. Yeah. The pre-chorus. <laughs> pre-chorus, alright. Uh, it has a, an open... It has an open-handed part where the drummer plays the hi-hat with his left hand and then does some tom <laughs> with his right hand some tomfoolery so, yes oh <laughs> wow oh man he went there totally went oh there. man all right anyway we're gonna leave that where it is yeah <laughs> um, i would hate you if you cut that out <laughs> <laughs> i won't but originally the chart um was done so that the hi-hat was on green and the toms were on the other you know the other two pads yellow and blue and it never flowed well. It felt really weird, especially when the crashes came in. So when we were redoing it, uh, did Matt from Rosa Jericho suggest it, or was it one of ELX's ideas? Do you remember? I'm not sure. The only uh, input I got from Matt was uh, on the keys part when that was in playtest. All right. Um, I feel like I feel like Matt might have suggested it, or if it if he didn't, it was ELX's idea of uh flipping the doing a disco beat there basically so on regular drums the hi-hats on the red and then the two toms are uh yellow and blue respectively and otherwise you know when you play pro drums or sorry blue and green respectively when you play pro drums it flips obviously so now the hi-hat's always on yellow and it feels a lot more natural don't you think yeah i uh I never even noticed it was a disco flip. I just I played it straight up on pro and just played it the way it was, and it felt right. It played right. It it was right. I don't know how else to describe <laughs> it. It was right. Yeah. It is. Uh, it is probably something that would be a bit more jarring on expert uh, normal drums, but I think it still flows the same because you're still doing the same motions. Uh, and I love keys chart. I'm a big keys guy, and I think the keys chart's really cool. Uh, keys, keys chart is a lot of fun. That was. Or, do you mind if I take over here? Yeah, I was going to throw to you anyway. Okay, cool. Well, I take it. So, uh, the keys chart, this is the first uh, keys chart that uh, Rhythm Authors has released. This was one I worked on, and it was, uh, as far as our key stuff go, it's not quite as difficult as some of the other stuff we have, but it's one of the fewer songs that uses an actual piano to, you know, like, create that really cool piano sound and playing that on a rock band keyboard has always been very satisfying and so it was a lot of fun to you know listen to that and transcribe it and then actually 
see it in game, especially when it was missing from the first release. Mm-hmm. For sure, and it, it's a welcome addition. I feel like the mix is. I really enjoy the mix of the song now because it can bring forth the harmonies and the uh, the keys a lot more. Mm-hmm. Whereas previously, I'm sure we had to bury it a little bit so that people weren't like, we're missing notes. Yeah, I noticed that the keys were more prominent in, in this mix, and it it, it it sounds really good. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know, it, it, uh, I can't talk right now. It's, uh, <laughs> That's fine. And it, uh, the keys just, the key chart looks really good when you can actually hear these keys. I, I feel that they're at just the right level where it doesn't detract from anything from anything else in the song. But at the same time, it's just, it you can notice the keys and actually uh and actually next uh, i am, <laughs> i cannot talk no it's fine it accents them well yeah that's yeah it accents them well it yeah. makes the song feel more robust yes more full more complete more refined yes mm-hmm. what other buzzwords can we come up with <laughs> to describe the song uh, is there anything else <laughs> it's innovative no um it's efficient <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to mention, Sound Offense? Um, I suppose not, except maybe, maybe we were talking about how there were uh, fewer vocal lines than we were expecting. That's sort of... It's true. There is only... It is a two-part harmony. There's no point, no point in the song that's a three-part harmony, which surprised me in Sound Offense, just because her singing is so full. But I think it's impressive that she can achieve that with only two, uh, two harmonies. Yeah, it does. It sounds... Yeah, it just sounds like it should be a full chord or something. Maybe it's just all the music stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. Also, also, I wanted uh, mistaken pointed out that uh, the char- the piano chart looks like the left hand has been dropped out a little bit. But I'm actually uh, in all my authoring making it a point to author both the right and left hands just to wrap the left hand up so it's playable with the right. And sometimes dropping it out if it's getting too heavy. But that's what I ended up doing here. So you are playing the entire piano part with your right hand, including the left hand stuff. And it can be done with one hand. Gosh darn it. (laughs) At least by people who can actually play keys. Yes, it's true. I cannot Um, do it with one hand or probably even two at this point. (laughs) (laughs) So with that song out of the way, with Rhythm Authors out of the way, Arkanon, what's the first song that you want to introduce to us? All right, the first song I would love to cover is a, a country tune called Firehouse Bar by Kylie D. Hart. And that was a sample of Firehouse Bar by Kylie D. Hart. So, um, thoughts? That song is country. <laughs> that, was, that was incredibly country. It's like the countryest. That song does not, like, pretend to be anything but country. Basically, like, <laughs> the intro guitar solo is so, like, you know, it's... I want to stop calling it country, but it is. There is... And, and then the vo- no, but then the vocals, then the vocals come in, and you're like, wow. They really are going for country on this. As soon as I heard that opening guitar, so... Sorry, go on. No, that's all I have to say. I will will interject randomly with, like, single sentences. (laughs) (laughs) 
All I was saying was, as soon as I heard that that opening guitar solo, I knew I had to have that song. It's a. Uh, it's, it's a. This song actually has a special circumstance about it. Um, I was going to ask yeah. about this actually. Yeah, this song. Um, a portion of the proceeds of this song actually go to benefit the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation because Kylie D. Hart is has suffers from cystic fibrosis. She uh, lost her sister to it, but um, she doesn't let it get her down. She uh, she makes awesome music. She just keeps on keeping on, and everything she does, her album sales, her uh, her rock band song sales, benefit cystic fibrosis, and um, well, the rest of it that don't go to Harmonics and Microsoft go to her. We uh, we've actually got a deal where we do not take anything from this song. Mm. We're not benefiting from this song in any way, and so- because. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I was going to say, so in essence, yeah. basically, the the part that would go to chart toppers gets donated to cystic fibrosis instead. Yeah. Well, everything, every instead of us taking any pieces, we send it all directly to the artist, and they mm-hmm. uh, they decide, you know, how much goes to cystic fibrosis because that's how they do with their albums and all. Right. So they donate a piece, and um, because of that, because we don't take anything, I actually authored everything in this song myself. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. So I'm real familiar with it, and um, so, yeah, I was gonna say real familiar then with the song. Yeah, I uh, made sure everything was set to go. I made every change needed. I uh, I saw this one through the end myself. So uh, in essence, so I would assume then that when you were talking with uh, Kylie Hart to put the song out, the cystic fibrosis thing was basically a part of her contract deal like so so she was like no this has to happen basically yeah it's um it was her idea is what i'm getting at. yeah when when they when they approached us about this they said we're looking to get a song on rock band a country song to benefit mm-hmm. cystic fibrosis and we're wondering you know what it's going to take to get get this on here and it was around christmas time when when they came up and um we thought you know this is a good cause this is uh i wouldn't feel right actually taking something from this Right, so, you know, especially not. in the spirit of Christmas and all. So I figure, you know, let's let's just get this on here, no strings attached. And uh, they were really happy to see that. They were really excited to uh, they were really excited to have the song on there, um, to see it in action. As soon as we uh, showed them the preview video, they instantly like they they cut a picture, they took a picture from it and used it to start promoting the song ahead of time. They were just really into the whole thing. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and, and it is. I, yeah, we've talked a lot about sort of the stuff around the song, but the song itself is actually really good. It is. It's a. Uh, we had a couple choices as to which song was uh we could do because they gave mm-hmm. us uh, two songs that we could pick from. Actually, both of them are are coming. Um, Fairwood has a has a Kylie song coming. That was the other one that we didn't do. That one's gonna. Oh, I have, think I've actually heard that song. Yeah, that one's gonna that one's gonna have keys and harmonies. Um, ours mm-hmm. we uh this song didn't have any keys and it only right. had one harmony line that was just block harmony and chorus and i when i was listening to the both of them i, I thought i need to pick a song that's going to make it to rock band too because i'm this right. is early enough where i can actually do it and i would feel bad not authoring the uh the keys and harmonies in the other song and this one sounded upbeat and fun and as soon as i heard it, i thought this is it this is the one i need to get this right now and we got it that makes perfect that makes perfect sense to me um <laughs> sound offense is there anything major you want to talk about that struck you with the song uh, I'm not really sure. I really like, of course, like the guitar part. It's incredibly country, but it also it it moves around a lot. It's kind of like half normal guitar, half solo throughout almost the entire song. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun to play. Yeah, it's uh when we were doing that when we had a we had three different guitar stems. We had an acoustic, a lead guitar, and a uh, slide guitar. 
And um, the acoustic, it wasn't mapped at all because it's just straight up uh, background chords. The lead is what you're hearing for the most of it and for the first mm-hmm. half of the sol- the second solo. But uh, slide guitar, we, we tried to keep in the most interesting parts of slide guitar as well as the solo-y parts. And um, I was really looking to make it a really fun guitar song. And I really think I pulled that off. At least I it hope def- I pulled it off. <laughs> it definitely looks that way. Um, so yeah, definitely pick it up. You know, if if uh, if not because country is awesome, then just because you're a philanthropist. <laughs> it's for a good cause, people. Yes. Um, what song are you going to take us out with today, Mister Chart Toppers himself? The last song we're going to cover is called "Creatures of Deception" by Rainbow Dragon Eyes. was creatures of deception by rainbow dragon eyes now uh what do you think of that beast my face was melted with bits <laughs> my, my face <laughs> turned into a conglomeration of pixels and then fell off <laughs> one by one so true then rainbow um, dragon eyes has done his job yeah basically <laughs> i just love how this song's like i don't know it starts out and you're like all right it's gonna be a chips tinny song and then the vocals come in <laughs> like i don't know it's not a song you would expect to have vocals in it yeah it's a chiptune usually doesn't have vocals if you listen to you know anamanaguchi or groups like that you uh you'll see they don't really use vocals they prefer to go f- more for the instrumentation but right. there's a few to do and rainbow dragon eyes definitely likes it he, he used to do instrumental stuff mostly but this song and pretty much his new album is all uh amazing vocals alongside intense chiptune metal yeah it's, uh, it's- it's very impressive. I sort of like you see the vocal in, and you're like, "Oh, it's gonna be like uh, the VVV tracks, which were, oh, uh, thank you, boys, <laughs> which were like, uh, it had like no, almost no vocals to it. It's very, you know, very minimalist in vocals. But then like this one's just like, no, <laughs> we're gonna have vocals. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> we're going to have everything forever. That too. It, 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 the very first thing I thought of when. I, like everything came in was like this was really fit really well as a Mega Man track. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, and then the vocals came in. Yeah, I've heard a lot of comparisons with that. I've seen stuff like Mega Man on crack, Pokemon on crack, <laughs> pretty much anything on crack. I've seen any, uh, any video game music that you can find from the that's generated on a certain bit system. Yeah, and it makes sense because aside from the vocals, everything was made completely with a, a Game Boy and some special software. That's it's, cool. Uh, it's uh, It also made the drums really hard to do, because that was all on a single track, and there was no way to separate all that. Nice. Um, yeah, drums are ridiculous. <laughs> just, just bar none. <laughs> um, I was going to say, something about... Oh, there's that one part, it's like a drama bass part, it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> oh, that part was... Uh, okay, um, I didn't do the initial authoring for the drum chart, but um, mm-hmm. we were doing a lot of QA on this song, and I mean a lot of QA. <laughs> I can, I can and, imagine. Uh, and I was going through the drum chart, and I decided to just slow it down to really, really slow levels. Uh, well, at least as slow as I could without it being all distorted. Right. And um, I actually spent a be- the better part of an hour just picking out every little hit that I could and trying to organize it all. Mm. And trying to figure out how much kick I was going to keep. 
Because right. back then, the uh, 2X base pedal versions didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And of course, when they did, we naturally had to make one of this song. Right. This um, is actually... The version that we watched was actually the single bass version, I believe, This right? was a tame version of the song. <laughs> so the single bass version. <laughs> yeah. And okay. um, it's not even the hardest Rainbow Dragon Eye song there is. It's just a... Uh, yeah, we got this song back before the album was made, when it was still a single that was just lurking on his Facebook. And we were talking about what songs to add. And um, this was... Out of the two we were talking about, this was the only appropriate one to add. The other one had lyrics that wouldn't fit Rock Band, and has a name that wouldn't fit Rock Band. Interesting. But uh, but yeah, this uh, this song was probably one of the most fun we've ever worked with, and um, the most the most well received we've ever actually had. I think this is the one that actually made people uh, learn who we were, and we already had about a good number of songs out before this one. Mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a really unique song. It's something I think in part it helps define chart toppers because it is so unique. It's so it's a song that you haven't seen before, and you're like, wow, that you know, yeah, you're like, wow, that sounds really cool. Who did that? Who authored that? Well, chart toppers authored it. You know, Rainbow Dragon Eyes wrote the song. They're like, who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they're like, I gotta look those guys up. Um, so yeah, exciting song. If you like chip tunes, I actually would say if you like cool vocal leads to pick this up because yeah. i actually really like the vocals in it. and if you and I if, i'll be picking this one up like as soon as we're done yeah, yeah it's a also if you have rock band 2 and like chip tunes pick it up because this is the this and the double bass version are the only chip tune songs that can be played in rock band 2 everything else is rb3 and um if you like this one well we've got another one coming up that i can actually talk about a little it's nice. uh, it's um it makes this song look like poly on <laughs> near everything it's uh that's very silly yeah, it's it's next to ridiculous. The drum chart on this cannot compare to the one on the upcoming song at all. I'll have to take a look at some point then. Yeah, it's, a, it's uh, in playtest. Yeah, I'm nearly done with the with the last stages of QA. I should be uploading it sometime early next week. another episode of the Rhythm Authors Podcast. If you want to know more about Rhythm Authors, you can go to RhythmAuthors.com. You can follow us at Twitter at, at RhythmAuthors. And if you like the podcast, I would, would like you to subscribe to us in iTunes and give us feedback there through reviews and comments. That's the best way to get us out there. And if you have questions about the Rock Band Network, go to RockBandNetwork.com. Uh, me, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at the Sound Defense. You can check out my YouTube videos at Sound Defense RB, and you can also check out my various writings on Crack.com, Nintendo Gal, and Gamer TV Network. And if you want to know what I'm up to, you can follow me at, at Mistaken on Twitter. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel at Mistaken on YouTube, and you can listen to my original music at Mistaken.Bandcamp.com. All right. And um, if you want to know more about Chart Toppers and the songs we've done that aren't Rainbow Dragonizer Kylie, um, we've got a website at uh, www.charttoppersauthoring.com. Um, we've got there a list of our songs, um, YouTube preview. Uh, our YouTube's at uh, CT Authoring. Uh, Twitter is Chart Toppers, and we're on Facebook at Chart Toppers Authoring. Come over there and like us because uh, it makes us feel important. Um, 
If you want to know more about me, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Arcanon. That's A-R-C-A-N-O-N. And that's really about it. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Thank Arcanon. You, Thank you for having me on the podcast. For giving us legitimacy <laughs> through Chart Toppers Incorporated. And that song was a sample from Buried Code. Boom! Boom! <laughs> you f***ed up. You f***ed up. You f***ed up. Yeah. All right. He's excited because he always does the f***ing up on this podcast. <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay. Wait, I see it. If it ain't me, I'm happy. Yeah. It'll be us, trust me. That concludes the ep- the episode the episode <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the the episode thirteen. Words. Uh, <laughs> and that concludes episode thirteen of the Rhythm Authors Podcast. If you would like to do things, how do I close this? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you have the same problem last every episode? single week? I forget. <laughs> But I I love how you Al Gore the word of yeah. of <laughs> should be Al- of puts emphasis on really w- weird words. It's like that concludes episode thirteen of oh yeah podcast, and that concludes episode thirteen of the Rhythm Authors podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about what sound defense said. He made fun of me. Damn it. You had it. <laughs> Ruined had me. It. <laughs> God. How many bloopers is this thing going to have?